Hey everyone, and thanks for joining us on this episode of Dr. Justice MD. I know, I know, it's been a long time, but we're here for a bonus episode talking about the measles crisis and its effect on our country. Let's get to the podcast. Anti-vaxxers are basically parents who are against vaccinating their children. Typically from communities in the upper middle class, these parents basically started a movement to fight certain regulations in school districts and communities that require for children to get mandatory vaccines, such as vaccines against measles, mumps, um, you name it, polio, you know, that disease that was around in like the 1800s. <laughs> but <laughs> Aluchibu possibly may be back, may be back to yeah. get us. Um, the bubonic plague, I'm just <laughs> kidding, I don't know if that's a, a vaccine. But um, Aluchibu will dive deeper into this phenomenon. Let's just talk more about like the general um, health facts about the measles. Um, So pretty much the immunity for the disease has gone. And I know a really big argument from anti-vaxxers is why are these parents or these kids concerned when other people don't get vaccinated? Shouldn't the vaccines protect them from the disease in the first place? Um, False. Yes, you would think. The way a lot of things work is by herd immunity. So depending on the disease, a certain percent of the population needs to get vaccinated in order for the vaccine to actually work. So there's like a threshold limit. I don't know. Let's just say, don't quote me on this, but let's just say um, 95% of the population must be vaccinated in order for the MMR vaccine to actually work. Now, as the anti-vaxxer movement is growing and growing and growing, that 5% of the population that could have been protected without getting the vaccine, that was supposed to be reserved for people that may be allergic or really immunocompromised people. So the fact that these anti-vaxxers are using religious freedom, medical freedom, and all their other freedoms to not get themselves or and or their kids vaccinated that 95 percent is now down to let's say 82 percent that's not enough to meet the threshold for the vaccine to effectively work and protect people against the disease so pretty crazy the disease has grown more than 300 percent in the past years I think the craziest thing is that it's supposed to be gone. It's supposed to be eliminated. And a lot of people are also looking to why it's growing so much. And they're kind of blaming international travel. Um, There are a lot of countries all around the world that measles has obviously grown as well. And so when people are traveling to those countries and coming back to the States and spreading them, um, that's just one argument that's out in the air. The only reservoir for the virus is people. So it is only people that can spread this disease. Like the we have bird flu, swine flu. No, measles is only spread by people. So if you have the measles, know that it was your fellow human being that gave it to you pretty much. And just health tips, measles can stay in the air where an infected person has sneezed or coughed for two hours. Mm -hmm. So... All those people in our college classes that like to rub their nose and sneeze all over the desks, two hours, like this, you don't even have to be in this person's class, but two hours later, go into that exact same spot where they, the infected person sneeze, and there you have it, the measles. Um, so there are a lot of health travel warnings 
going around because of this and just trying to protect the country as a whole so that percentage is not increasing more and more like their cdc and everyone else the health departments they're just trying to get a hold of this and trying to decrease it as much as possible so pretty interesting in 2019 thus far there have been over 700 cases of measles in 22 out of the 50 states that's the largest like i said in past 25 years and just for context an outbreak is considered three or more cases for the measles so done with all the health stuff um, now I want to switch it over to Alicia so she can talk about anti-vaxxers and the parental rights and the freedoms for actually deciding and or refusing to vaccinate your kids So when I first um, became interested in this topic, I actually was inspired by a BuzzFeed video, shout out to BuzzFeed, where a group of parents in the upper middle class were talking to their city council representatives about um, certain repercussions that would be placed on parents who weren't vaccinating their children if their children were playing or found in public spaces. So basically the city council in this county i believe in new york was saying that children would have to be vaccinated in order to be in certain public spaces in order to prevent outbreaks and these parents were very upset about that claiming that they had been discriminated against and that they were a minority group that they were being treated like minorities because of the discrimination that they were facing now when i first watched this video the first thing that i thought is well of course in texas um the only way that you can get an exemption for not vaccinating your children is a religious exemption because of course in the united states we respect freedom of religion under all costs however i was immediately wondering you know how does this not trump on certain forms of child endangerment i mean these parents are not vaccinating their children and i feel like inherently are allowing for other people's children who are not able to get vaccinated to get really sick and possibly die. I mean, we're talking about some serious charges that could be placed against them. So I'm just wondering how, I mean, what do you think, Aluchi? Like, do you think this constitutes child endangerment? Yeah, so I think it definitely can be considered child endangerment. I mean, if anti-vaxxer Amy decides she doesn't want to vaccinate her child, then I think that's on her. However, more than likely her child is going to be interacting with other children and so that is then considered child endangerment because child endangerment is not just a parent endangering their child but it could be someone endangering someone else's child correct so i think it can very well be considered child endangerment and i think when you try and get for example cps involved which i think alicia is going to talk about a little bit later then it's technically deciding not to vaccinate your child could very much be putting your child at risk for death so yes it's child endangerment if i decided to feed my child mcdonald's for breakfast lunch and dinner every day until they turned 18 years old dear god <laughs> it's child endangerment because it's childish yeah. <laughs> child endangerment because i am obviously putting that child at risk for innumerable amounts of health diseases However, that's my decision for my child. And technically, that child is not doing anything or risking the health of any other person. Absolutely, I agree. And I also think that when you look at certain organizations such as Child Protective Services, I mean, where do they fit in with this? Can they technically 
take children away because they haven't been vaccinated. I think it gets really complicated because we do sometimes see CPS getting involved in cases of malnourishment, for example, where children have extreme deficiencies in vitamins or certain nourishments that they need and CPS gets involved. So when we're talking about not vaccinating your kid, if your kid dies from a case of the measles, is that something that CPS needs to arrest parents for? I think yes. And I agree, but it's just one of those nicks that I think the country as a whole and the states need to figure out on their own. But also like respectfully recognizing other people's like their religions. Like if it is your religion Absolutely. to not vaccinate your child, that is your religion. Like I can't argue with that. And it should also be your religion not to put your child in public school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just am thinking from a parental view here. I don't have children, um, but I don't think it's fair. I mean, what if. For example, my child who is not able to get vaccinated yet dies because they're in a class with Billy who can't get a vaccine. Now, I get that, but and we do respect religious freedom, obviously, and I think that's important. But I also think that parents who um, are behind the religious front are not the face of this movement, which I think is I ironic. It's a I lot agree. of people who have no exemption for these for not getting their kids vaccinated, and they're the ones that are arguing so hard for this. And also, I don't think it's been brought up yet, but those people are arguing against vaccines because they believe it causes autism, which is very much false. I believe a doctor came out and tried to prove that it did and then came out and said, oops, just kidding, haha, yeah, totally made up everything. Um, so it's absolutely false. But when thinking about it, like from like a human perspective, I just always think like, why do people think or why do anti-vaxxers think that autism is so bad mm -hmm. that they have to go and blame something as to why their child has autism out of the percentage of people that get vaccinated there's only a small percent of children that have autism and right. it's just the difference between the correlation and causation it just so happened that your child got autism, which mind you, that is around around the time that you get these vaccines is around the time that autistic symptoms and signs are being displayed in the child in the first place. Absolutely. I was talking to someone earlier and she said that someone told her she was like, I don't want I don't vaccinate my kids because I don't want my, him to have autism. And she said, well, I have a brother that has autism. So that was very disrespectful to me. Like, why is I just want to know why is autism so bad that these anti-vaxxers are trying to find something to blame as to the reason why their child has autism? I'm not a mother and I do not have a child with autism. So I understand the some of the hardships it may be to take care of an autistic child or a child on the spectrum. So as a human being, I don't think that you should be blaming something for your child having autism. Absolutely. And I think the main thing here is, and of course, I'm not a doctor and I don't research, but I think from what I've, the research I've done on other people's research, um, is that there is no proof really that these vaccines are linked to autism in any way or anything that is life threatening, but there is a lot of proof that it leads, that not vaccinating your child leads to, you know, outbreaks and measles and death. So, I mean, we're talking about diseases again. I made the joke earlier about the bubonic plague, but I mean, what if that comes back to haunt us? Like, that's. I do believe it's in Madagascar. Exactly. And totally wiped out an entire, pretty much, generation of Europeans. So, like, if we're going to ignore the ramifications of this movement, I mean, our own 
president has come out and said he knows somebody whose child got vaccinated and apparently got a fever the absolute next day and then the next day after that was autistic so it is so crazy how many world the president of the united states president everyone. of the united states with absolutely no evidence said that um and it's so ridiculous to me how validated this argument has become and i think that when you're looking at the again from the legal aspect of it of this is my rights and blah 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 the only right that this country has to respect is your right to freedom of religion not your right to endanger others so sorry cindy (laughs) all right so we want to know what y'all think about this measles outbreak because it's pretty interesting um there's like a cruise ship a scientology cruise ship that is currently under quarantine because of the measles airplanes and everything travel like it's travel season summer's coming up so a lot of people will be on those airplanes in the airport so we just want to know what y'all think and how y'all are taking precautions to uh not get the measles and please tell us before we get them (laughs) we want to know what y'all think about the whole anti-vaxxer movement and just pretty much anything that's going on. We're also going to leave the links for any resources that we use in the description box. Please also check out our Twitter and our Instagram, which is also, links are also going to be in the description box. So please, please check us out. Um, We know we were on a very long hiatus, but we're back and better. Um, So please, please, please leave any topics, any feedback y'all have anything you would like us to discuss, any person you would like us to interview over a certain topic, and we will be more than happy to reach out to them and get this show back on the road. Thank you. And, you know, um, we will definitely be pushing out more episodes, giving y'all some life updates, perhaps, on Aluchi and I and our journey throughout this research and just struggling through, I mean, uh, surviving at Yamina, getting through UT Austin. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Our ancestors sacrificed for this. I tell you who the problem is. It's those Uncle Toms coming from the hood and never giving back. From rich entrepreneurs to college-educated corporate executives up the ladder who climbed and made it to professional athletes and entertainers.